0: Before I became a patient of Temescal Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free. Temescal
1: Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts, with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom
0: relief. I just called the number on their website, temescal wellness specialist walked me through applying for the massachusetts medical marijuana program once i was approved i went to the center in hudson not only did they have my favorite strain they recommended a low dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief our testing and production facility in worcester
1: means the quality of the products we cultivate for our massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by temescal wellness from seed to display we apply the same rigorous standards to the
0: third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on.
1: Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Tomesco Wellness, quality cannabis
2: for a better quality of life.
3: Hey, I'm Pat P. And you know, I'm Adam Willis. Yeah, I'm just Johnny. I'm Jer Palopple. And this is The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Ugh, it's good to have you back, my bad brother. The Q. Uh, pop with me. Pop with me. Pop with me. And drug jewels. Ah, I'm saying. Yo, Jay, come on. I'm not feeling love, man. I'm so, Look, man. Sorry. Sorry. I have a tendency to get a little too antsy when there's someone new in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat P. In the house, we have my main man, my homeboy, Supreme, looking a little serious tonight. Black very Adam serious.
4: Willis. Very serious. Patrice, how you doing, my friend? I'm Looking doing all... dapper, as always.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you very much. Thank you. It's, it's an old time. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've i been having a day A day on top of a week On top of a month mm-hmm. You know um, Yeah they pile on my friend A lot of stress A lot of stress uh, Introduced the uh, lady to my folks For the first time this week Really oh, yeah, yeah so that was a thing Really Yep besides that I saw some kick ass pictures That I know black wait, animals Wait 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 Don't brush that off When's the last time <laughs> When's the last time You brought a, a woman home To your, your family You don't ask these questions man She listens to the show right, Stop <laughs> that Stop <laughs> that um, No nah, good times man I also got to see my uh, My, my fam in like Full force and happiness It's been mm-hmm. It's it, it's, it's become like a regular thing for me to only go like once a year, twice a year. Sure, yeah, So, yeah. you know, it's kind of good. Yo, I got to try out the pool for the first time. They've had a pool. They've had a pool <laughs> they don't for like in it. Yeah, They've had a pool go. for like 8 years. I've never once uh, I've never once like dipped a toe in. Mm. So, I mm-hmm. got to swim in that. No, that's but, nice. Yeah. So, 10 years the week for it too, you know, it was so hot. Got to jump in don't, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't mm-hmm. bring up bad memories. <laughs> Oh, man, <laughs> no, you know it's messed up we were talking about um when it was when it, when it rained about a week and a half ago mm-hmm. dude all oh, this rain it's so chilly why are we suffering like this no one has it worse than we yeah a day later like record heat yeah muggy yep.
4: it's like taking the dog out too and he doesn't want to do anything yeah so it's like yeah. instead of going for a walk we go for a drag <laughs> just he's just, like i can't do it because he p- plops himself right in front of the ac and he doesn't
3: move for like 12 hours yeah he can hold yeah, it which is yeah. the life but develop those skills he will evolve just mm. for the freshness sure yeah. yeah all right well we have an awesome fun-filled show for you i mentioned newness in the house and of course i'm talking about just johnny yep. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Hey man. Oh, they always understated glad to have you buddy yeah all right what well, what was that uh, yeah he's yeah, trying to bring yeah, the excitement yeah. yeah all right and look over in the corner homeboy jer introduce yourself
2: Hi, I'm Jared Paloppo. I'm a comedian out of Boston, and I'm uh, glad to be here.
3: You, know, well, you better be. It's going be a really awkward uh, yeah. day. I'm, like, I'm yeah.
4: not really excited about this, <laughs> anyway, but we can get through the
3: hour. Oh, they dragged me in here against my will.
2: found me on the street and <laughs> yeah. uh, pulled me in. You look like you have something to say, sir.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's going to join us on a couple of reviews, we got to, and we have reviews indeed. Mm-hmm. We got to check out Pacific Rim Aftermath, the new comic that is actually an interquel. Mm. Um, some folks I don't know is this a sequel? Is it just a inter- No, stop <laughs> that. Uh, it's a. Uh, it takes place in between Pacific Rim and uh, Pacific Rim: The New Class. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember the Pacific Rim: uh, Two, back you in do. the day.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll
3: get the inside stuff on there, dude. I'm gonna Legend go the Curly's Gold. Yeah, no, the two of us got to go undercover, deep undercover with Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is a little, the most comfortable position the Black man can be in. I can tell you, it's exactly. just, just surrounded by KKK members, dude. It was raw. Tyrone Biggum. yeah, Based on a real... <laughs> okay, no, not that. Um, no, this was based on a true story, man. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really jazzed to talk about it. It's a Spike Lee joint. Too. Yes, it is yeah. indeed. Um, and we all know he's known for being, you know, underst- understated and demure. With right. Him, yeah. so, he usually uh, doesn't so, have anything to say in his yeah, films. So hopefully yeah. we'll see if the message came through. <laughs> uh, dude, also, Johnny, you finally get to talk chasm.
6: Yeah, Chasm, a game that's been in the makings for like five years. It got kickstarted like four years ago and
3: uh, it finally released. Yeah, dude, 2013 to 2018. Yeah. Okay, talk about like, you know, uh, edging.
6: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All <laughs> right. I don't know what that means, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll let you break it down later on. And dude, not to be outdone, the Meg, the Meg. Oh mm-hmm. my god, with uh, John, he's uh, yeah. Adam's personal fitness trainer, oh Jason Statham. Yeah. yeah. I hate uh, sharks so much. I'm not. You would love this movie. You would love this movie. i you, when I saw the preview
4: come up at the beginning of the Avengers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I had to cover my face like a child. <laughs> like that's how terrifying wow. sharks are. <laughs> oh, it's Is all awful. shark
2: movies. All shark movies. Wow. Started
4: with the jaws, of course, that's what did it, but like, it is so bad. Like, if I'm in the middle of a lake and someone does, like, I'm getting out of the water.
3: That's how <laughs> bad it is. Wait, Where, wait, wait. So, is that why you never watched any of the Sharknado movies? No, that's not why. I just thought they were trash. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to convince this dude. Anything that's
4: on the Sci-Fi Channel is probably not a necessary.
3: Man, thing to watch. you should be ashamed of yourself. Sci-Fi is putting out gold the last few mm-hmm. years. Yeah, yeah. terror Reid, gold. Yeah. Well, well, what's, <laughs> I- what's, uh, what's ironic is one of their most popular movies, the most popular one before Sharknado, um, that was actually uh, popularized for being act- good despite the ridiculous, schlocky um, uh, 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 subject matter, mm. was uh, was uh, the Megalo- Shark Attack for the Megalodon. Right. Yeah. Uh So now we're talking about about another movie with Megalodons. No, you talked about Ghost Shark Uh, last week. I mentioned it anyway. What was it? You brought up that scene with the kid on the slip
4: and slide? There's a kid on a slip and slide, and he goes into (laughs) a shark's mouth. But as he's going into it, a ghost shark
3: appears and eats him. Yeah, the concept (laughs) of the ghost shark is the ghost show you can't stop. Not even death can stop a shark.
4: I haven't seen the whole film, but if it's anything like that one clip, it's... I think I'm smelling Oscar.
3: Oh, it is, it, is, it is the hottest of garbage. <laughs> um, but we're talking about The Meg, starring mm. Jason Statham. A movie just came out in theaters. Dude, I am actually pretty excited to talk about this because, believe it or not, spoiler, it didn't suck. Mm. And we're not that talking Oscar spoiler, caliber, yeah. but you see something like The Meg. It's about a giant shark. I wonder how much can it possibly. You know what? It was actually entertaining. I'll tell you why in a little bit. But for now. I want to talk about Pacific Rim Aftermath. This is a comic I got to check out. Jay, you also got to beat this yep, bad boy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Read all six issues. Alright, Okay. so let me ask yeah. then, what do you know about the uh, Pacific Rim, uh, well, franchise now?
2: Uh, I loved the first movie yes. and I never got around to seeing the second. I, I think, think that's most people. Never? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I think like the Guillermo del Toro not being the director is such a bummer. Sure, so, like, yeah. I just Absolutely. couldn't really like find myself getting out there,
3: which is crazy because the first one I like enjoyed... So much. Oh like, yeah, dude, when he grabbed that tanker. <sighs> I know. And then just like dragged it through the streets and then he's like, Oh, you go just going to ass now. Oh, you don't know get
4: That stuff it's th- so ridiculous, but I yeah. enjoyed myself so much yeah. watching. Yeah.
2: It was so I like I remember when the movie ended, mm-hmm. I looked over to the friend I was watching with, I was like, that was I'm so pumped. I wanna cry. And then I felt my face and I was crying <laughs> and I was
3: crying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Discharge. Oh yeah.
3: it's so good. Yeah. And when this dude jumped in the air And then we've been watching robots Fight giant sea creatures yeah. uh, For the past hour And it's like how can this possibly get any better And he pulls out the robotic sword I was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. like needed right. it. Couldn't walk straight for the next 20 minutes It was, it was, it was amazing <laughs> um, But no we're not talking about that one We're talking about uh, a uh, book that takes place in between the two stories, and when right. I say the two stories, because we just talked about the good one, yeah. and then you were lucky enough to escape the uh, yeah. the uh, yeah. heaping helping of farm fresh garbage juice that was yeah. uh, the second Pacific Rim. I thought you liked that one. It, I thought it was okay. That's mm. the pro- that's the problem. It's like I, I I thought it was an okay movie, but it, it, it was it was like just scratching that surface. It could have been a sci fi movie. If it was they made a, it in general. You know, they were gonna, they were 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 gonna oh, okay, without Del Toro, yeah, 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 that's what's surprising, true. But it was a movie I knew I was gonna see, I had to see because I mean, you need a follow up, and also it's giant robots versus secret. I thought we covered this, (laughs) yeah, but (laughs) uh, I was, yeah, And, and the thing is, it was just okay. It's a movie that was very predictable to the point where I'm predicting scenes that are happening as they're happening. Short and then right, I'm, yeah. I'm and t- and I got I got close enough to call out some of the dialogue. It's like, oh, damn it! Now that, what are they going to say? This <laughs> I know the <laughs> punchline before it happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But aftermath was not this aftermath. I thought was actually a pretty interesting take on well, not a pretty a pretty interesting approach. They knew who's a fan of at least the first movie and maybe a fan of the second one, but someone who's familiar with them both. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it tell it tells you it, like gives closure to some of the uh, uh, open the the open holes. Uh, excuse me the open chasms in between uh <laughs> yeah. both pictures and we find out what happened to some characters, we find out uh uh, uh the future of the world uh yeah. following the initial attacks. Mm-hmm. And dude, I mean I, I was I was happy to have that. As someone who liked Del Toro's work, I did get a sense, a twang yeah. of of uh his his style of storytelling. I don't think he was directly involved in this unfortunately. No, yeah, yeah side. probably not. But yeah. you know
2: yeah. but, it was like uh, an expansion? Really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: so give us your impressions.
2: Uh I thought like As a a continuation of the first story Like Mm -hmm. really good Like some of the It kind of feels like a cliche Like uh, uh, cash in You know for the movie Yeah the
3: cash grabs are You can't get away from that If they
2: were to like make a Pacific Rim TV show This is what I would want it to be Because it's mostly It's not really uh, about the It's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's no, not no, it's the, not a good
3: idea. Don't put that out there. That's mm, mm. <laughs> No one has the budget for that anyway.
2: No, but that's the thing. This isn't about like the giant robots and the thing. It's mostly like the underground like crime sh- stuff that's going on. Sure. Yes know? it is. Yes it is. You know, just like uh, just the the people down below and how they're living their lives after the robot, after the the monsters are gone.
4: Do you get that action though from it? Do a you little get, bit, uh, yeah. The, uh, Built y- the eventually,
3: versus the uh, this well, you, you, you get you get a little bit, you get a touch of that, and yeah. I do like how <clears throat> they split it up into two stories at least for a mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Um, you got to see; it's not just following the uh, the pilots from uh, the first picture. It's mm-hmm. also following, uh, or maybe it's uh, giving a um, a uh, the origin story. Yeah. Of um, of dang it, what's his name? Your boy from um, Attack the Block, Finn John Boyega. Thank you, thank yeah. you, John Boyega's character. we actually get to see like uh, how the hell he ended up where he was at the start of the second Pacific Rim movie, mm. and it was yeah. good to get it was good to get that um, that 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 gap filled in because I think back to my impressions of the Pacific Rim movie. Now a lot of it was because uh, things seemed very convenient and a lot of information was missing, and that gave credence to it. It, it Uh, It gave an allowance for that movie to suck a little less
5: with the connection. (laughs) That's
3: Uh, a good way to put it, it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I do like also how they expanded the world in this. If anyone's a fan of the Pacific Rim universe, uh, the first movie just kind of shows that story. You get the Jaegers fighting uh, the Kaiju. And then you get the infighting of these really obnoxious pilots who you're like, look, just punch him in the neck already and go about your business. (laughs) All right. And Australians (laughs) are jerks. Ah, So many opinions. (laughs) But, got some daddy issues too in there. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah you you didn't see the second one, did you? Because the daddy issues were exponentially expanded. Like, we didn't have enough in the first. We need to. It was it was daddy issues, yeah. you know, uh, uh, personified. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um. Dang it! I had a point, and I just kind of <laughs> got off on. <laughs> I I got, I got off on a tangent. I'm sorry. You're lost on her. Yeah. The universe. Yes. Uh, we got to see more of like what it's like to live in this world. Uh, yeah. we get to see what happens when the kaiju attack and how it affects people, and we get to see how the world lives outside of that. Yeah. you know and that was like I was like a really unique thing that I don't think the movies had the opportunity to actually represent uh, but right.
4: I liked in the first one too when when they were destroying the city and everything and you knew they were empty yeah. like those buildings and oh, stuff yeah. whereas in like a Superman movie he's like oh those people are dead now yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. gone they're wiped out and that was kind of like a big controversy everyone's like well Where's the morality to it, you know? So I thought, like, with the cities being empty in Pacific Rim has made a lot more sense.
3: It made a lot more sense when we had a giant monster coming, like, you know, 45 miles off the uh, coast. We have time to evacuate. It It bugged me when people complained in the Superman movies because it's like, no, that's the threat, okay? These these evil um, aliens are here to kill people. He's going to try to save as many as he can. How is he going to do that? Taking them out. If they punch him into a wall, he, he, he... he can try to stop himself But he can't do as much mm. With the kaiju No, people are getting stepped on It's like, if you're there It's your own fault yeah. There was yeah.
4: that good scene Where they knock the building over And they hit that uh, The balance stones thing so They're like
3: Oh, yeah And it just
4: Lightly brushes it You know what I'm What's the name of that? It was the
3: Meditation Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was great Okay, if anyone if anyone Is listening Works to a sharper image Would you please call in Yeah, Let us know what that's called Yeah all right, so the book is called Pacific Rim Aftermath. Now, you've heard my impressions cuz I'm a motor mouth. Uh, Jer, what would you, what did you what did you take from this?
2: Uh, like I said, I just thought it was like a good expansion. Like there wasn't like the best story ever or anything, but like <coughs> if I were if I were, like, starved for more Pacific Rim, I would have been like, yeah, this is this is my thing. Give it to me. Sure. And I would have, like, I didn't even know. And I know there are, like, apparently, like, three comic series or something like that based on Pacific
3: Rim now. Yeah, there were a few. Yeah. These were centered around um, the yeah. movies. Pretty much mm-hmm. those were the cash grabs. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. This one's, like, in between, which is kind of nice, like, as a bridge. And it kind of yeah. made me a little interested in the second one, but not... Too much, you know, because it really it. was tying up the loose ends. All right, then give me, give me the, uh, give me the. I'm rating, gonna give it thumbs a thumbs up, thumbs down. Gonna give it a middle. There's no middle, my okay. friend.
3: You make the hard choices. Oh, then
2: I'm gonna go thumbs up, but it's a very like tenuous it's one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what? I will. I might wake up tomorrow and be like, no, actually thumbs down. I have a lot <laughs> oh, I have a lot oh, of cum- wow. I, I do like that it was only six issues and podcast, in an emergency
3: podcast. It's brushed through it in like an hour. hour. <laughs> cool. All right. Well that was Pacific Rim yeah. uh, Aftermath. And now on the line we have a special uninvited guest came in through the back door from a Wu Tang fans at. Alright, I'm talking of course that 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 delightful oh. laugh you just heard was Noye Brown West. Noye, how you doing? I'm doing well.
7: Sorry to cut you off a couple of times with my loud, loud, booming laugh.
3: I'm saying, um, yeah, how dare you?
7: <laughs> how are you all doing? You good? I hear uh, Jer I'm there. I'm Hi good, Jer. hey. How are
3: you doing? <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah, you and this drive sucker were friends. <laughs> were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> been over here yeah. badmouthing oh, the whole time. <laughs> Until the accident.
2: You, yeah. you moved.
7: <laughs> I know. I moved away, so now all my friends are gone. <laughs> <Yeah. It's laughs> None okay. of them are my friends anymore, because I'm yeah. too much worse now. Right. They'd have to like come travel to see me, which you know what isn't worth it, really. <laughs>
3: not worth. It. I'm saying maybe maybe on, on mega bus, but mm, yeah, you, ever, you haven't earned that Amtrak yet. <laughs> all right, so, all right, nope, so. I have
7: not earned that. I'm not worth that 120 dollars not yet.
3: Like, what when, when are you riding? I find my 50 dollars.
7: I don't know. You, you, Wait, how much are they? I don't know. Are they $6? The fun? Is like what? 20
3: bucks. <laughs> uh, mega bus is one dollar. You just have to be be She's okay with getting there actually, in a month yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so oh, Noye, yeah, yeah. you are calling us to talk about Will Smith 2.
7: Yes, Will Smith 2. Um, this Sunday, I have a show at Uberon and it's a Will Smith tribute show. He's not dead. We just all really love him. So Whoa. that's <laughs> happening this Sunday at Uberon.
3: All right, she put it out there like, Will Smith, he's not dead. You know, he's going to be now. That's how media works. You just put it out there. He's going to get hit, he gonna hit by a bus. He's going to stub his toe and get a splinter that's going to get infected. And then parts going to start falling off the man. We're going to blame you, Noye.
7: No, I I knocked on wood. I got wood near me. I knocked on it. We're all good.
3: That's how it happens. <laughs> it's a nice wood chip sticking in there. Well, you know what's going to happen? You're going gonna to be on like a uh, Graham Norton dance with Carlton. And then a spotlight going to fall <laughs>
2: If he dies oh, if he dies, I'm just happy that Boston's all set up with the tribute ready to go. <laughs> yeah. No, he's doing good work. Yeah, right.
7: You
3: know? Look at this dude with the, the
7: shit over here. <laughs> it's it's really fun. We have burlesque, uh, you know, this we have um some returning routines this year. Jolie Joe she she plays sorry, I'm having trouble. She plays the uh original Aunt Viv, or as we're calling her the good Aunt Viv. She's that uh, epic scene. You guys know the one. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Hate you,
3: hate, hating on the light skin. <laughs> Look at you. Yes. Red <laughs> Bo- I, li- I like Redbone on Viv.
7: Stop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, have, we have comedians that have done late night sets, uh, have been on Conan. We have Lamont Price. He's a local. He just won Best of Boston. Oh, yeah, my man. Uh, we yeah. have Rob Hayes from The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. We have Chanel Ali from MTV. She's on Girl Code. And we have Alyssa Al She's like a, a big time producer in Philly. She uh, actually she hosts a bunch of game shows down there, which is oh, awesome. She... I can't wait. I heard she's going to be rapping. So rapping. that's going to be great. Wait. And uh, we have Senji Bombay. He's a favorite <laughs> in the burlesque world. We have uh, Dark and Stormy. And I'm going to give you a hint at what Dark and Stormy is doing, too. He's doing, you guys remember the scene? Where Will Smith and um, his friend Ty, they come in to the house and yes. it's like
3: velvet the all is Oh, come on. we no shouldn't show it Oh, yes, I know yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what, what scene you're talking about
7: Damn, you know that song and everything Of Damn, course. Who, who are you talking <laughs> so, to?
3: Oh, you forgot what show you <laughs> Storm to to
7: be doing that. Last year we had some amazing routines from Femme Brulee but Sassy and Maggie Garcia and Sakatumi couldn't join us this year, but she was in them too Mm-hmm. And they are doing, like, a brand-new
3: routine this year. So I'm really excited to see that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Quick, yeah. quick side note, you know, Jer, I've got I one of those shirts from that, uh, from that Fresh Prince episode. Oh, nice. You know, the black one with yeah. the triangles and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Nice. I, I haven't been able to wear it in years because, you know, it's been long out of style. Doesn't mean I don't own it proudly. <laughs>
7: mm. <laughs> you, should, you should come to Will Up. And we have a dance competition, and if you just got up on stage... With that shirt on, you might just win the dance competition. You might oh, not have so to do much Because that oh, shirt would just catch the wind, you know? Like it would just be moving. Don't think I won't. You.
3: Don't think I won't. No one no one has more jean vests that are four sizes too big than me. I mean, come on, come on now. No, no, no. That that man that man's style pretty much like saved me in high school. That's how I got through. <laughs> All right, you're talking about dance competition now. Come on now. I'm hoping if it's not part of the show, someone in the competition will get up dun dun. Dun, dun, dun. Oh yeah! During, dun, dun. Oh, during, catch during, it! it. Well, you know, you know, it. I'm gonna have to do
7: that during the show. When I host, I do a lot of the dancing. Mm. So most of the dancing, even though we have four burlesque acts happening, comes from me. So it's like real exciting. I do that dance. I do a bunch of the other ones. There's lots of um. There's lots of references to the Fresh Prince. So I think, and to his like acting and his discography. So we're definitely gonna be hitting you with like. Just the two of us. Even the Icon Living, which is his son's track, and he got
3: on that. So yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do realize we we get off on a tear about Fresh Prince. Will Smith, you're talking about. That's what the show is yeah. uh, uh, is attributing. So um, that means you're going to go into uh, Parents Just Don't Understand. That means yep. you're going to go into um, what was that show? Twenty was it twenty bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. The one where he played. Oh dang it! This show. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Adam cuz he's the film dude and he went cross eyed. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean that's a deep cut.
7: That is a deep cut. I know, that's what but I'm but Yeah, depth. we're going into some deep cut
3: I'm just I'm Obviously just showing off. I'm everything. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is be showing off. You know what Adam tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth.
7: Tell the truth.
3: Do you have a personal favorite uh Will Smith movie? do I have a personal
7: favorite Will Smith movie? Yes. Actually, all right. So, favorite period, I love Bad Boys. Too.
5: Mm, I love that right. voice
7: too. And for my favorite, like, dramatic Will Smith movie, I actually love Seven Pounds. I feel like it doesn't get mm. enough. Like, it's, people don't rep Seven Pounds enough. <laughs> obviously, it's a cheery show, so we're not going to go into the sad things as much. Mm. But Seven Pounds, I have to say, is my favorite dramatic Will Smith
4: mm. movie. Yeah, the yeah. whole bathtub scene really messed me up. I remember when I first watched it too. So.
7: Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a crazy good movie. Um, it's weird because, uh, never mind, I'm not going to give anything away because I feel like there are a lot of people who haven't seen that movie Yeah, yeah based yeah. on uh, just everything I know about that movie. It didn't do well. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not it wasn't a, lot really away. Su- a success. I just feel like everybody needs to go out and watch that movie as soon as they get it. All
3: right, well, the yeah. consolation there good. is it did better than The Legend of Bag of Ants. <laughs> oh I saw that on cable the other day. I was, like, threw my TV out the window. Uh, oddly enough, it's the movie where the black dude teaches white folks how to play golf. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He's like
7: the yeah. mythical black man. And I heard just, you your swing. Oh man, I was like, Will, what are you what? doing? That was a
4: weird uh, phase for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck too. They were in the middle of like yeah. all the pretty horses. What he was doing? He was, oh, yeah. They were both all over the place. Oh. Yeah. It was the dark times, dark times, I tell you. Forces of nature. Uh,
3: ben Affleck. it is. Yeah, everyone was messed up. All right. So give yeah, our right. uh, listeners once again the give our listeners once again the details of the show.
7: Oh, you want to hear more details of the show?
3: Yes, we do. Right. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, where can they buy tickets? I'm trying to help you. Help. Help you.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the tickets, you can go to the Oberon website, type in Will Smith 2, or you can go to tinyurl.com backslash Will Smith Variety. And the tickets link will pop up right there. Like the site will pop up. Um, it's on Sunday. And there is actually a promo code that I have not given out yet, but I'm going to give it out right now. All
5: right, go ahead.
7: And it's all it's all caps. So jiggy with it. All caps. So jiggy with it. Yeah.
4: It's got to be all caps with it. It's so jiggy with All you it. caps.
7: Be, you should be ashamed of <laughs> and yourself. And that's going to be $5 off. And that's actually a really good deal because that means that so the the tickets range from ten bucks for standing room to um, twenty five for like floor seat table. So with that ten dollars off, you're you're actually getting pretty cheap tickets and a good time. Awesome. And there's a raffle there where you can win a jersey or some records and some DVDs, oh. some rare, Will Smith DVDs.
4: So. <laughs> right. It's a wild, wild right. west uh first copy. Yeah. Oh, don't do it. Yeah,
3: the like direct Blu-ray, don't like do it. Blu-ray
7: like movies where you're like, why did they make this in Blu-ray? It's like crazy.
3: So. No, you don't do it. All right, so the show was Will Smith Two. And uh yes. Noe Brown West wanna thank you for calling in.
7: Thank you for having me. Uh, of course. I'm so excited to be, I'm going to, I'm going to just listen now. I'm going to go back to my living room and listen to the show. Right, and uh, you all sound great together. Chair, good job so far. And uh, yeah. We don't so, get enough compliments. So yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm Those saying. Though, feel right? good. My yeah. ego needs <laughs> stroke.
3: Come on now. All right. No, yeah. We're going to see you when right. you're back in Boston, Bye. right? Wait, Tom, did you cut her off? No. Okay, about to say. Uh, oh, am I still it's here? Still, it's yes, still, it's still, still. on. A, oh, okay. Still on. What like, kind of mom and pop operation we got? We got running here. So, there's the phone still on. This is radio, right? Yes. Yeah. Where's the camera? It's right.
7: still on. It's still on. All
3: right. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, you hang up first. No, no, you okay, hang, up hang up first.
7: Oh, what? you need me to hang up? I'll hang up. All right. Peace. Will Smith to you, everybody. Over on Sunday. Bye. Peace.
4: Bye. Yo, What's the last big mo- hit Will
2: Smith had? Last big hit? Yeah, I told it's you. A movie.
3: Uh, oh, I thought it was concussion.
2: No, maybe no. maybe
3: Men like, in Black Three. Men in Black Three was dope.
6: What about but, um, the one with this kid? They, they a, go to a planet. After that Earth. was a big I'm after, Earth. Yeah. after
3: Earth. I'm talking about like a very successful movie, son. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. what You're talking about. After I saw After Earth seventeen times, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's sold eighteen can tickets. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, no Men in Black Three may be the one. Um, yeah. it was the shiz. Yeah. All right, Josh but, Brolin. Josh yeah. Brolin. Josh Brolin doing big things. Speaking yeah. of Josh Brolin. I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm not No, you're not. No, actually, I'm going to kick it over to just Johnny, because my you? man, you got to play an interesting game that's got a bit of a backstory. I want to hit us up with the info on Chasm.
6: Yeah, Chasm. So, as I said earlier, the game was a Kickstarter thing. It uh, finally, finally, finally released on PC. And from what I saw online, it looks like it, they don't say it directly on their website, but Apparently, it also released on PS4 and the PS Vita. Although I'm not too sure, certain on the PS Vita front, you can buy it right now. It's twenty dollars. Uh, the game plays like a uh, it plays like a Super Nintendo game that uh, just came out and has some interesting elements inserted into it. Something that's been a modern day uh, sort of resurgence is the roguelike style of gameplay so this uh in these styles of games uh what one of the big key features is that the worlds that you're navigating through the levels or what have you are procedurally generated Mm. so that every time you uh in a traditional roguelike every time you die the world is going to get randomized again the map or the level itself is going to be randomized again so what you encounter uh, as you're exploring through it Changes up every single time. What uh, really
3: gets me is that mechanic is one that I really dig, and it's great in adventure games. But if they did like a racing game, you know, yeah. or even like an mm-hmm. FPS, oh, it would not work uh, in a racing game. It would it'd be great in a racing game. It'd be terrible uh, in a racing it'd game. It'd be amazing in a racing game. The track changes every time to be awesome.
6: They have that. <laughs> it's uh, mode in F Zero X where you can play the X Cup, and it randomly generates racing track. Racing no, track no, sport, I'm talking, uh, I'm talking real
3: racing. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'll take a pot shot. Yeah. Oh, it's called Death Race. Uh, yeah. right.
6: So uh, Chasm, so it has that, except that instead of randomly generating every single time you die, or every single time you sort of leave the the dungeon part, and you go back to the hub world, then you go back to the dungeon, like Diablo does that, where it'll uh, randomly generate uh, the levels even if you've left it for a while and return back. In this one, it's persistent, so it gets randomly generated once. So your play session is very unique, uh for you because it got randomly generated for you and you're not every time you die or every time you sort of go into dungeon go back to the hub world back into the dungeons to explore some more it's all still the same the map will not change uh so for that entire game session until you beat it it's going to be the same map and one of the core one of the other core things about this is that it works in a way that a, uh, they incorporated Metroidvania style elements. Uh, and what that is, is really item gating in game design where uh, you prevent the player from being able to progress further in the, in the map or in the level until they acquire a certain item or a certain power-up that allows them to traverse or unlock new parts of the world itself. Wait, and but how
3: is that different from like, old school, um, school action-adventure gameplay? That's how usually they blocked off uh, different parts of the uh, different parts of the maps.
6: Yeah, yeah, and that that's what this is. This play is very much like a 16-bit Super Nintendo-style mm. uh, Metroidvania-ish game, except that your world map is and, and the dungeons themselves are randomly generated uh, for your play session. Okay. So if you try to compare notes with someone else, well, you're not gonna get anywhere because uh, they're. Where they have l- found certain things or fought certain enemies is going to be different from where you encountered them.
3: Wait, so that mean when I try to do a, uh, follow Adam's walkthrough uh, to succeed, yep, you know the ultimate heights because we know the ultimate gamer right here mm, is yeah. the one who who has those tidbits of information. Uh, it's it's completely worthless it is completely worthless so adam, adam, it, it adam will have wasted all of his time yeah. i'm saying on, adam, i
6: trusted you maybe the first time there are some things that, that are persistent across multiple play sessions and that is sort of the items that you encounter mm-hmm. in order in order to unlock further parts of the dungeons and the world itself and the levels themselves mm-hmm. uh those items are you're going to encounter them in roughly the same sequence So you're always... uh, What was the first one? I think the first one was the ledge grab ability. You'll always get that one first. Then you'll get the little knee slide dashy thing. Uh, You'll get that one next. So the Batman ledge grab. Yep.
3: The the Mega Man slide. It is
6: pretty much the Mega Man slide, yeah.
3: Okay. Yep. Like the the knee slide dashy thing, though. That was Mm. sketchy.
6: And and everything else uh, about this game... uh, The Metroid-y part about it is that as you're exploring this world, there's enemies littered throughout it. And when you kill them, you earn experience. That will then level you up. Uh, But you're not getting any new powers or abilities. You're just really getting stat increases. Mm -hmm. Uh, And another thing that they ripped from from Castlevania series is the sub-weapon system. And that ties into your your usage of mana. So you have this health bar, and you have this mana bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're using these sub-weapons, it depletes your mana. Then you can sort of destroy, like, uh, the torches, uh, which is effectively, like, the candlesticks in Castlevania, uh, Wait, to so sort is, of get is, some mana back.
3: So is this the clever use of those mechanics, or is this just parts blatantly ripped off?
6: Uh, it is clever use, but, you know, the the problem with this game is that they took in exceptional well-established sort of uh game design which is the metroidvania game design Mm -hmm. and they took it in a direction that it has worked before there was another game way back in the past called rogue legacy that did this same thing except in rogue legacy every time you die the castle that you're going through gets randomly generated So that one like was always Brigadoon. a yeah so it's always a fresh experience as you're going through it and it was hard and you were dying a whole lot mm-hmm. but it was different every single time you went through it. In this one it's the same thing. It's a little bit easier, but there's also like some imbalances. Uh the enemies that you're encountering are per- randomly generated in place and things like that. And the rooms are essentially handcrafted rooms that are now randomly assembled together to make the world the world map sort of uh, fit well with one another. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that these types of games require a more handcrafted approach in how these zones, the bigger zones, so they'll have, uh, um, in these types of games, they'll have, like, sections of the world map, and they'll label this section as uh, according to a certain theme. In this one, the first section you come across is the mines. The next one is the catacombs. So how these major sections of the world uh, connect, integrate with one another, mm. is very. It it's not well designed. It and the maps themselves don't show the connections very clearly between the two, so it's it's disjointed as well.
3: And Damn. I after and, five yeah. years, you think they've gotten it right? <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 saying, man, ways is a thing. Yeah,
6: it's uh, it's just a uh, it's a victim of its own crime of doing this type of procedural world generation it works it's more it's more impressive in the fact that it works that you have procedural world generation with item heavy use of item gating mm-hmm. that is a very impressive technical feat in game design but uh the problem is that what is designed the levels themselves are not interesting mm-hmm. and when you have a game like this coming out uh with another game that's somewhat similar it shares some some metroidvania elements uh very much a roguelike though going heavy into random generation a game that just came out dead cells and it does everything so well so much better than this one it's just it's just weird and almost unfathomable that that this game that's been in development i know it's a very very small team compared to uh the dead cells team but it's just so much more bland to play and to sort of explore and go through both in pretty much every single aspect, the combat Whoa. is more bland, the exploration more bland, well, the board more bland.
3: Now, is this is it mediocre by uh, comparison to Dead Cells, or is it mediocre on its own? And Dead Cells is just a thing that exists.
6: It's mediocre on its own. If I okay. had to compare this game to any. The worst of the worst of the Metroid or Castlevania games, this is by far the worst one.
3: Damn. This wait, is, wait, whoa, wait, don't say anything you can't take back, Johnny.
6: <laughs> no, I that I that holds true. Like this, I would rather play Metroid 2 on the Game Boy than play this <laughs> game. And that is not the you that offended is, Pat. Yeah, uh, it's
3: that is, these are these are these are hard words,
6: man. It's it's just the blandness yeah. and the uh, the way things are put together. You're sort of encountering the same room over and over mm-hmm. again, and the formula doesn't really change up too much. The some of the boss battles aren't super well designed in a way uh, in a way of balancing in a way of what is required of you to respond. It's it's just uh, like the sub weapons Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be a very huge core component of this game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, ends up being completely useless in this game uh, and I've tried to sort of get it to work and I think I found uh, the the secret recipe but I'm at it's end game now and and this entire like Mm -hmm. subset of combat was completely pointless Mm -hmm. for the um, pretty much the entirety of the game
3: it's kind of a bummer dude Five yeah. years old. Oh, what's, what's, what's the proper mm-hmm.
6: yeah. Yeah, Uh Yeah, you know, for $20, I was, trust me, I was very much looking forward to this game. It's getting a thumbs down, though, because Ooh. it's not you because it the, the game is yeah. bad. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad game. It's just a yeah. bland game, and there is better stuff out there. That's
3: why it's getting a thumbs down. All right, you heard to hear on the Geek Down. Should have been a racing game. <laughs> Alright, so that was Chasm. Yeah. Uh that was Chasm. It's actually available now on PS four, on Steam, you said Nintendo and Switch, uh not, 3DO, no, ZX Spectrum. The it might um, be on you the said Atari fifty two hundred. No, no not
6: not that either.
3: <laughs> Bomber. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's
6: twenty dollars <laughs> and you know, if it hits a major sale, maybe pick it up. Alright. Oh, <laughs> still maybe pick it up. If it hits a major sale. It's free. Free. And yeah. if you have yeah. nothing else to do, if there's yeah. no other better games to play, which is all right. That's unlikely.
2: There are a lot of rogue legs out there now. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah,
3: if you don't have some vegetables to eat, <laughs> if you don't have some homework you could be doing. Sure. Yeah, You know was spanking to get easy. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So now let's talk about some happier news. The clan. <laughs> yeah. No, um. I got to check out Spike Lee's latest joint now. This is mm-hmm. Spike Lee's um adaptation adaptation. Spike Lee's uh, iteration of. Uh, the movie was damn. Damn it. The uh, the book is a memoir of the Black Klansman, and it's by Ron Stallworth. This is the book that came out in 2014. Mm. Uh, the true story of a cop who, uh, as a, as part of the Colorado Springs Police Force, infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan back in the 70s. Mm. And dude, it is a it is a raw and powerful story. And he's and not the, white. And he's not. Yeah, that's the that's the, he's right. Like, oh, a black guy. Yeah, one might say he's a black Clans one might man. say one say might he say is. he's one of them. there Negroes. <laughs> I wouldn't um, say that, but you wouldn't. You better not say yeah. that. Like Tom, lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're talking about Black Klansman. This is Spike Lee's latest joint, starring um, Denzel Washington's son mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your boy Adam Driver. Yes. Yep. It's doing good stuff. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Adam Driver is uh, very impressive these days, man. I started off not liking him because he was on this show, Girls, just playing yeah, the yeah. most yeah. unlikable. I a- think a lot of ever. people had
4: that know yeah, he- attached to him, but he started mm-hmm. working with fantastic directors and doing
3: really mm-hmm. good work yeah, yeah yeah it's in that jim jarmusch movie that i liked a lot he was uh, the one he was the one saving grace of that piece of crap yeah i remember that <laughs> he did that movie so much i know you did wasted john goodman which <laughs> uh, is hard to do it, yeah, it yeah. is hard to do and he had that mustache that that then that, that
5: thin. Mm. i think that's
3: why i didn't like driver He's, he always had that mustache going on the it's, wispy like,
5: little... yeah, it's like yeah it's like it's
3: like did you just shave is that what's going on it's like come on man it's just, a just, hipster just, stash, just yeah. the, the dream is over just, just um, no, no. <laughs> he did Logan Lucky, too, which I, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah, I know. I love look. that movie. Yeah. yeah, no, Adam Drive has done good stuff, and this is no exception. I was actually very impressed with him in Black Klansman. Mm, yeah. He plays a guy who's actually Jewish, infiltrating the Klan. So it's not just we're watching him uh, get the feed from uh, his partner, who, is, who is, <laughs> is from his black partner, and it's like, okay, well, here's how they'd react. And yeah, yeah. And I'm just in a room with white guys. I don't see the, the, the danger here. It's like, no, dude, they're, they're against you, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, and it was a lot of um, really tense moments. That as you'd expect, I suppose. Yeah, that seems well, like yeah. a pretty well, yeah. Tense and see if you can, and situation. see if you can follow me on this. For a lot of this, I forgot it was a Spike Lee movie. In exactly. what way? Because, in a good well, way, or well, Spike Lee is often very handed, excuse me, very heavy-handed in his presentation of issues. Yeah. And then the way he presents action and storytelling is very specific. He always has those it's never specific straight shots forward. that it's he never... uses
4: too. Can I ask you? Did he do that well, like dolly shot where it's like yes, from the he... front and he walks? Yeah, yes, love, he did. I love when he does that. Yeah, I, I will when, tell when you. I,
3: I hate when he does that. Really? I love well, it. because yeah. because now it's kind of a, okay. First of all, let's talk. Let's let's tell tell what the movie's about. Jay, you want to break it down?
2: Uh, it's about a cop who uh goes undercover and joins the uh, KKK
3: basically um, how does that happen is, is the first well, question Well, it's in the 1970s and as part of one of his first assignments he's going to take down this, this uh, up and coming chapter yeah. of the clan it's Colorado Springs David Duke's coming to town yeah. and things are happening He's yeah. also trying to prove himself. He's he's not a man with a chip on his shoulder, but he is yeah. a man who's um, not really getting uh, the prestigious cases. Sure, yeah. you know he's not really getting all the respect from his uh, from his comrades. He's there. a, he's a his, rookie, uh, and he's the first black uh, officer for. I was going to say that race have anything to do that. Mm-hmm. He sure. wants to make an impression, and the yeah. first uh, opportunity is this huge opportunity uh, where he's got this concept to enter, inter, uh, inter, infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan.
4: So does he take it more as like that I can make my name this way, or is it something that really
3: inspires him because it's like close to home? You know, now that's where there's some conflict because I got the sense that that's how he started off. And Jerry, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can feel free to contradict me here. Yeah, I got the sense that he started off with just that I'm going to make my name and I'm going to really do something big, and then it became more of a crusade as he yeah. went along.
2: Yeah, yeah. In between, he that he goes on uh, undercover as like someone checking out um, a former Black Panther speaking, and like mm-hmm. I think that radicalizes him a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. mo I, at the the reason he wanted to be undercover in the first place was to put in, make a name for himself, like a and, career kind of. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I get you.
3: I also have to um, call out the the uh, the, uh, the guest stars in this. Mm. Uh, Spike Lee is known for having uh, occasionally, like you know, a prominent black figure, you know, uh, the historical um, legends in his pictures every now and then. And Harry Belafonte pops up in this one out of nowhere. Interesting. And I did yeah. not expect that. No, yeah. Cause especially because yeah. the movie itself is one of its comedies. This isn't, like, really heavy-handed. I, and I think it might be my favorite Spike Lee movie now. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. What did it beat out? It beat out 25th Hour. 25th Ooh, yeah. Hour, yeah. I thought, was just a yeah, marvel of just, like, movie. actors stretching themselves. And even the director, like, it's a very un-Spike Lee-esque story. And I thought he did a great job with this. This is Spike Lee kind of returning to... Uh, his, um, damn it, kind of returning to things that are in his wheelhouse, but not yeah. directly Spike Lee. This wasn't a funny story, but he, uh, he used humor cleverly. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's really tense. It's a cop drama at times. It's, uh, okay. Is there any like buddy, small moments, uh, it's a, buddy
4: cop elements to
3: it? Yes and no. Yeah, like there, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There are cops that should be buddies, but they're like, no, I just work with you. What the hell? What am I going to do with this? <laughs> yeah. I got, I got a life. So what's the
4: relationship like with uh, Adam Driver? and? Uh,
3: with Adam Driver, it starts out as pretty much, and again, this is just my interpretation because yeah. nothing was blatantly spelled out, but he's just like, this is my coworker, he's new, I'm going to give this guy a break when no one else will. Is there any racial tension between them? Not really. I didn't get any racial yeah. tension no, between really, them. Yeah. Uh, Driver is the Jewish uh, figure who wasn't raised Jewish, uh, didn't have like that deep tie to the religion yeah. uh he played that well it's just like someone who i know what it's like to be an outsider even though i don't specifically live that life of an outsider mm. and they do call that out a few times too um that's where those spike lee isms kind of came back in yeah and i'd like to say oh well you know they came creeping in every now and then you didn't see it now spike lee's gonna smack you in the face <laughs> every time yeah subtlety is not in the man's category it's not in the man's uh, uh, uh lexicon no. but that didn't hurt the film you know, and one of the and I said before the show, I thought you would really enjoy this, uh, Adam, Black Adam Willis specifically. <laughs>
5: yes.
3: um, no, I thought you would really dig this because it showed a lot of growth in the character developments. Uh, Spike Lee's characters are usually um, usually one dimensional. It's like this guy is always this guy. This guy is always this guy. We actually got to see change in the performances. Yeah you know okay. and and that's not really something we're accustomed to in Spike Lee's work. And I I've mentioned Spike Lee's name specifically a lot because you tend to expect certain things from a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. You right. know Jungle Fever, Do the Right Thing. You get characters like you get Come characters like Come on Gator, like, do the dance. Yeah, yeah, like your boy Sam Jackson. Yeah. Come on mama, let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. I won't get it. I'm gonna get it. He's the scariest crackhead ever. Ever. Yeah. yeah. You thought you hated Sam Jackson in uh in uh, In Django. Mhm. <laughs> not holding candle to his crackhead. Yeah. Uh, that, not this movie i'm getting off point mm. yeah. uh what i'm getting at is you've come to expect a certain style from spike lee yeah. and a spike lee movie usually means specific things and i didn't get a spike lee movie from this i got i'm watching a movie and it wasn't till the very end <laughs> it wasn't till the very end where i'm like oh yeah no there's spike. but i okay. want i want a spike lee movie well you, you uh, at, at the end of this you get a spike okay. Lee yeah. Movie. Yeah. He, he, well, he reminds you Remind me, what's the uh, what's the
4: war film he did? It was about the uh, the Buffalo Soldiers. Oh, Do you remember like that? Like I was really disappointed by that because it wasn't a Spike Lee movie. Had really no semblance remember. of his filmmaking style. Really, I thought it was just a really a, a, a poor film, and I was really surprised by.
3: Well, being by a that, bad film and being a non-Spike Lee film are two different things. If you're
4: looking specifically but for his style... but they're both bad and not his style. So, okay,
3: so you know that that's two different things, but that's both fair arguments. Mm. But if you're looking for a movie that's yeah. uh, that's just um, pretty much like rife with all his uh, all his tropes, you know, you can yeah. you can see his mannerisms all over the script. Then that's something I think might be problematic because I think. Uh, especially with movies like black Klansman, he's trying to extend beyond that and he can't help but fall back into it sometimes i mean yeah i, I, I i'll spoil something right right now for you i uh, kind of spoil something right now for you uh he throws in a lot of protest footage um which has a powerful like actual footage, footage too yeah it's actual footage yeah, that's yeah. making a powerful statement but it's at a point in this it's at a point in in the in the story where it's like i i i was probably ready for this elsewhere Mm. But putting it here is just really skewing my view of like this overall picture. You yeah. know. yeah. I remember yeah. they used sure.
4: the actual footage of uh, Senator McCarthy and "Good Night and Good Luck," and they asked people what they thought about the movie. They're like, "Yeah, but the guy that played McCarthy was a little bit over the top." I'm like, yeah, it's the real guy. It's actually him. Is that psycho? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. always a funny tidbit. Oh, yeah.
3: crazy people! No, I'm j- I'm just bringing up the um. Uh, the page real quick Because I want to get some names John David Washington That's uh, Denzel's son yeah. We were talking about this Before the show too right. um, Gave a great performance I actually really Really liked him in this I don't yeah. think I've seen him In anything before
2: I, I think I, I mean he looks familiar But I don't know well, Yeah he, I he, mean he looks kind of Like Denzel That's why he looks A familiar. little bit Yeah You don't really He's
4: in the, Isn't he in uh, The HBO show uh, Ballers He might His... be, I don't
3: he, know might know be. he might yeah. be He might be Yes Yes he yes, is yes, Good, yeah. good, good call Look at this yeah. He's catching mm. Alright Um um I'm, I'm i'm impressed with him because i'm impressed I'm, I'm mostly impressed with him i'll say i'll say one thing that really 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 right. irks me in this but uh his performance was he comes across as someone who he really is ambitious but he's got that pride at the beginning where they're like look this is gonna happen to you people are gonna be in your face you got to swallow that and he's like i am <laughs> 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 but he does a good job of just like powering through um, one one thing I don't like is later on in the movie when they're like, Okay, you've been talking to these guys on the phone this whole time. Yeah. But they're gonna know your voice. So if you ever come across them in like, you know, face to face, yeah, you gotta you've gotta you gotta learn to change up your voice. And plus honestly you speak a certain way. He's like, What are you what are you, what, are you, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like he's like, Well, you know, you you do speak a little more proper than the average, you know. And he's like, Well, I I, I mean I I speak two languages, you know, I I, I speak uh, with 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 diction, with cadence, with a uh, you know, with a vocabulary, and I can also speak jive when I need to. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, when he needed to, he never that never came out anywhere. <laughs> Where was yeah. the jive you were talking? I heard jive. I was promised jive. <laughs> I need jive. Yeah. yeah, don't worry, I speak jive. Yeah, yeah. got in his got, yeah. in his got in his face. Like he's like, well, um, or um, um, or let me tell you something, there, buddy. That's 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 that's, that's not <laughs> yeah. what they had in mind. All right, so Jay, those are my impressions. That's right. how I felt, but sir, talk to me about Dude. how you found Black Clint.
2: I loved it. I actually liked uh, the protest footage and the way they used it. I thought really? that was very powerful. All I right. think it's uh though I will say that part of it is seeing that footage blown up on right. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, that was that was it was like hard to watch. It was jarring. Uh, what kind of hits yeah. you with like the
4: reality, too? Yeah. You know you're watching a fiction film. Well, not a fiction film, but like a a dramatization, anyways, yes, yeah. like this is
2: it, yeah.
4: So it kind of like grounds you, and you're like, wow, that's okay, okay. It's intense.
2: Drew a through line for that, and I also love how it like reflected on film history a little bit uh, because he talks um about it's uh, called Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. right? How that right, was like right, a right. huge
3: influence on the KKK. That was yeah. heavily, heavily yeah. uh used in this movie. But yes. then also
2: there was like some talk about black movies, and then I think there he was kind of making a kind of a through line from those two sources to make this movie and trying right. to like st- like. St- Start a fire in a way, and I th- I really
3: like that. I think it was very effective. Yeah. Uh, big thumbs up for me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now I also want to get your opinion on. Oh, I just had it up here. <sighs> I'm looking at. Um. I'm, I'm skeeving on Laura Harrier here. She was Patrice yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. In the movie, yeah. and uh, she was great. But I want to get your opinion on. Oh, dag nabbit! I just had it here. I'm uh, Ryan. Regrets. Um. Dang. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. But Jasper. Pac. Conan. That. Yeah. yeah that's that's that. the uh, Jasper, yeah. Co- it, it sounds like a very European name, doesn't it?
2: Oh, he's the guy who played like the really like He was Felix. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, There's in a lot of um, lots
3: in that last name. Yes, there, there are. In this picture, now you get your clansmen, you'd expect yeah. there's well, you know, we're gonna get those niggers and we're gonna take yeah. yeah. and yeah. string them up and the Jews and the blacks and the gays and, <laughs> the, <Jews laughs> and the Asians and the... It's like all this stuff. Yeah. But there's the one guy who's like everyone else was kinda like was kinda like subdued. Yeah, yeah. you know, we don't like uh we don't like ethnics. Yeah. As as let's yeah. get a beer you know but there's this one guy who like <laughs> who dri- adam driver walks in the room he's just like wait what i it <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this dude yeah. and i i i much that i hated him yeah i love that performance yeah. he was he was spot on like this is the crazy, but like realistic, crazy Yeah, racist. it wasn't, it was a realistic, crazy.
2: That's like, that's a good way of putting it. Cause yeah. it was like, everyone else is like, you know, they're going about their lives, they're living, they're racist, but you know, they're, you wouldn't know it. Like, just just race, race, more yeah. It's more common. It's just like okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah, they're they're
3: inept. They're just like you know, A little slow, really yeah. hateful, and they just hang around <laughs> and drink beer and talk about how much they hate other people. They're not doing anything.
5: Yeah, yeah. this guy's yeah. like got a family. They We're got gonna bomb places. <laughs> and yeah. like, dude, this guy's
3: know. got plans. He's got maps. Yeah, you know, a lot, lots of duct tape. So <laughs> much duct tape just playing around. A lot of hate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I, I brought him up specifically because not just was he a great performance, but that actor—it's like you want to follow him a little bit, find out. Okay, you—you a little <laughs> too good at this. <laughs> kind of, kind of stuff stuff you hide. Look there, at your you know? family history. Yeah. Yep. And he's actually—he's uh, Norwegian. Oh, i yeah. Um, lost, yeah. me Finish. Uh, he's from. Um, if you ever watched this show, Dang uh, of Vikings. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's the dude from Vikings. Huh. Yeah. And on Vikings, he, he actually, looks like it. Yeah. That's yeah right. No, he definitely, but. I bought him as complete, like you know, Alabama redneck, white yeah. trash, yeah, all the way in this. the The performance was spot on and perfect. Yeah. And what's kind of messed up because at the Spike Lee movie, another thing I really wouldn't expect, which I, oh, I'm giving this a thumbs up. First of all, let me just get that out the way. This is a thumbs up for me, uh, Jar.
2: Yeah, definitely thumbs up.
3: Easily, right. Yeah. This is this is two thumbs up for us both. But um, uh, I, I wanted to call. I I lost what <laughs> set Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to call out. Uh, uh, one thing that Spike Lee actually did, which was very surprising, the dude uh, Ryan Eggold, he plays the uh, the leader of this chapter of the KKK, and he's a Klansman. He's a racist. He's a, an all around bad person, but you almost want to like him in this movie. Yeah, he's just the guy who's like in charge of this group, and he's just trying to organize this 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 men's club where his friends can get together and drink and talk about their mutual racism. Mm, yeah, and he and and he's just like you know my men don't respect me. I'm trying. I'm trying to do a good thing for the cause, and then all I want to do was was bring us was bring us together in brotherhood, you know. And it's like it's like yeah. he's more about the brotherhood than he's about the racism. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I almost I don't I, don't, I don't I like this dude. Oh wait, no, he, oh wait no, yeah. he. no, <laughs> it's like oh wait no, he's putting that hood on. Yeah. Now I remember why he's right, uh, why he sucks. Right. Yeah. yeah, You know, but that was that was very interesting it because makes it a those aren't ambiguous, you know. Like a, yeah, you know, it, it does. That's the it, yeah. thing you're not used to seeing ambiguous villains in Spike Lee movies, and this guy is very much a villain. Uh, he, in fact, he's the first one we meet, and we think, "Oh, this is the guy I'm gonna hate." Until yeah. we meet, until we meet his yeah. boy there. Mm. But that was very surprising. This shows growth, uh, not just on the uh, character's part, but on Spike Lee's part as a filmmaker. I think, mm. yeah, you know, so uh, he can't get away from himself. That's the, the, that that that's shown through towards the end. Yeah. Uh, sure, but I don't think he has
4: to. I think he's uh, he's pretty pretty good as he is.
3: Well, I, I like him, and it's good to see yeah. people continuously evolve. Even though I've got my beefs here and there. Um, definitely call out uh, Washington's performance definitely call out Adam Driver not like mm. we expected bad things but they nailed it I think mm. yeah mm.
2: definitely yeah there's I can't think of too many I don't think there are any bad uh, performances in that movie
3: mm. that I can think of and that's surprising because yeah. I know Adam likes to go back and forth with the bad ones I hate something he's like well here's why you're an ass
5: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no the movie's called Black Klansman it's out in theaters right now it's by mm. Spike Lee starring uh, John David Washington. Hopefully, we'll see more stuff from him. Adam Driver and Laura Harrier. And Jasper Park. Uh, I can't pronounce the name, but look out for this dude. He's frightening. And Topher Grace. Uh, Topher, oh, <laughs> Topher Grace. Ah, Topher Grace. David Duke. You know what? Yeah. You know what's surprising? Yeah. Topher Grace is known as that, like, kind of waifish, yeah. you know, uh, uh, scrawny, twitchy guy. Yeah and i liked him as david duke in this he just yeah. did a good i don't like david duke yeah right <laughs> but he gave a good performance where it's just like you know what oh well someone's interested well let me give you the information because i'm just i'm, I'm more of a businessman than might as races. well be a jehovah's witness yeah yeah this guy gotcha all right so black klansman dude thumbs up check it out
5: yeah
3: all right now real quick we've been promising the meg and i know adam is crazy to hear about this oh, big man. big shark movie <laughs> so i can't deny him the pleasure of hearing about his boy Jason Statham. I
2: want to look at the screen over there, man. Yes. You
3: know, I have made my peace with it right now. Oh. I really handle it. Oh, it's so terrifying. You though. love it. You know. We're talking about Jason Statham starring in The Meg. This is a story about a team of deep sea explorers, uh, scientists, who believe that uh, at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, which, if anyone doesn't know, is the deepest point mm-hmm. on the uh, planet Earth, right now, at least that we know of, uh, 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 just under 11 miles under the sea. Mm. Uh, It extends believes that the quote unquote uh, floor of that trench is actually a false bottom, and that there might even be deeper waters below. So, in an exploration trip uh, going under uh, that um, that barrier, they accidentally unearth a megalodon. megalodon. Uh, historically one of the uh, the biggest. Gas on the air is wonderful. The biggest shark. Ever, Biggest I shark saw ever a ever. jaw, a jaw
4: of a megalodon at the Museum of National History mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in New York, and it is freakishly huge.
3: Yeah, dude, right. it's a yeah. dinosaur. It's technically a dinosaur, of course, and it is
4: so massive. And you just like picture it in your head, and it's just mm-hmm. like you can't really. You know, do it. You know, like you can't comprehend something that large that can just eat mm-hmm. you like popcorn shrimp. Oh yeah, you know? yeah.
3: People, are, people to are put things in perspective. Uh, regular sharks that we know uh, we have now, great white shark of the great white variety, can it get big like twenty to. Uh, yep, uh, range between like, that eight, eight yeah? and twenty-two feet.
5: Yeah,
3: which is um, large, which is large, very large. large. Yes, uh, megalodons uh, were were believed to be. Uh, dang it, uh, the were believed to be between thirty and ninety feet. Uh, was it was the, 90, many feet? No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Thirty and ninety meters. Uh, so, wow. so, so, so figure eight, yeah. Figure no. a shark that's just under the size of a football field. That's what we're dealing yeah. with here, uh, just to put things in perspective. And in this picture, we're treated not one but two Megalodons. That's a thing that they kind of they, they didn't want to show the in the trailer. The Meg. Well, they were Megs. called the Meg. They were called the Megs all over this. That bugged the crap out of me because all I could think was, Meg. all I could think was Mila Kunis from Family Guy.
4: <laughs> I think everyone did that. Yeah. Like everyone knows a Meg too. Like, oh, they made
3: a movie about you, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's
4: funny. I haven't heard it yet.
3: Yeah, but um, I can't fault this because it, it's a, it's a, it's a dumb premise. Just uh, they went down below and they found a shark, but so it's a I, big shark, and it kind of they're not brand the lead. It's like so right I in your face. Here, this movie
4: is surprisingly light yeah. on the gore, though.
3: Yeah, that's a thing that uh, it's not. It caused a bit of uh, of an uproar, not uh, proper controversy, right? But Jason Statham himself was a little yes. He's been verbal about that. How he was disappointed Hmm. uh, that this movie is not as gory because it's based on a book. It's based on um, Megalodon. Dang it! Uh, It's based on Meg. Oh, (sighs) it's based on a book about yeah. I, I I researched I researched it before the show and I had it all memorized and here's where I suck. But uh, it's based on a book um, from 1997, mm, uh, mm. so I figured catch a classic, uh, <laughs> a classic period, uh, Cashing in on, on that last bit of Jurassic Park, yeah, uh, uh, craze there. Yeah, and the, the book actually starts off with uh, just a fight between a megalodon and a T Rex. Mm. I'm just like, that that why is that not a thing you would show in the movie? Why is that not a thing you would see in the picture? There's a lot of
4: shark movies coming out lately too, like 47 Meters Down. Mm. What was there was another one I think before? Uh, that there's too. the one with
3: the girl that got trapped in the buoy. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, also, my favorite series, Sharknado. Of course. Adam's yeah. favorite series. Yeah. Ghost Shark, too. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost Shark. But, like,
4: shark movies do well. You know what I mean? It's like, this movie did really well this weekend. It made, like, $40 million. Here. Yeah, I think it's an yeah.
3: inherent fear people have. Like, a man versus nature story. Yeah, it's
4: just know? like yeah. being realistic. It's not even that. It's just like, when you're not on land, when you're in the water, you are not the dominant you're species extra anymore. You're vulnerable. That's correct. So it's like these things are still dinosaurs. They're just evolved just to kill and survive. They've Uh, been around forever. mm -hmm. And so like this prehistoric giant thing. It's yeah.
3: I'm glad you say that. They emphasize that at several points in this picture. And one thing I love is they're scientists. They've changed a lot from the story, including the gore. There's very little gore. But I think if they had made it more bloody... Uh, sure, we would have been satisfied for a little while, but it also would have been dangerously close to getting in the schlock territory. And in this, they try to emphasize more that they've introduced an apex predator, a new apex predator into the uh, into mm. the ocean. Now, they've put new threats that mankind isn't ready for uh, close to the uh, close to the Chinese shore. And that's one thing that I don't think any of those previous movies really, uh, except for maybe Jaws, where the shark was pretty close to the shore. Yeah, when can uh, in that freshwater the- that one time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of comparisons to Deep Blue Sea. and It's like, well, you know, scientists <laughs> went and made a smarter shark, and then Sam Jackson got snatched yeah. and stuff. This is, no, it's not we messed with nature. It's just, mm. oh, no, no. Nature just came back from exactly. something
4: that we thought was gone. Now, mm. is, how does the shark look? Because, honestly, from the trailers and stuff, it looks kind of
3: both sharks not great. No, both sharks look pretty good and pretty menacing. They they were smart. They only showed you certain parts of the shark mm. uh, for most of it. You only saw the full shark in like three scenes and all three of them are in the trailer Mm -hmm. and the way they did uh, what they did too is they also show you the smaller shark which i think looked more fake uh which was the male they show you the male and then in the movie you see the female who's almost twice as large (laughs) and it was insane because you've already got this thing that's like that that, that's that's like 90 meters yeah and then you get a bigger one Mm -hmm. and it was beautiful because there's a child in this picture yet she's not annoying there's a love story in this, yet it's not hokey. It's not sappy. It's not for. Well, it was a little forced. A little bit, right? <laughs> it was a little forced yeah. because it just seems like, OK, if this was anyone but Jason Statham, no one, no, no woman falls in love with a man like this, like, yeah. no, mm, there's, there's like there's like work involved. But then I forget. It's Jason Statham.
5: So, it's a you know, neglidon. yeah, he's
3: got those abs going on. <laughs> he's got those abs, and that accent just like it's catnip. Mm. So is did it leave itself open for more Meg action? It did not, but I I, I wouldn't be surprised if this movie does well enough. They'll find some way. You it's know, is, it's like well, right we now, open on it, its we way open to Megalodon. Suddenly, there's a giant squid coming out. You know, it's on its way to being one of Warner Brothers' biggest movies of the year. I hope so because it's not a serious movie. No, you know, really? it it yeah. it, it, <laughs> it approaches every trope uh, that these types of monster disaster movies can make. Sure, yeah. uh, okay, uh, yet it somehow does them unoffensively. You know, so that it's it's not perfect. It's not gonna blow your mind, but it's not a movie you'll regret paying to see. Okay. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like I want a big shark movie. I want to see sharks like you know eat people. I want to be kind of humorous. I want to be kind of scary. Uh, it's got all of those, but it's also not like. A, I don't know what, what what it's it feels safe. Are the scares like, like, like jump scares too? Like popping out like everything? Like no, and I did expect that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected it to be. Dude, I expected all that biz, all that BS. And the only time that they kind of approach that isn't for a jump scare; it's to um, really show, I guess, magnitude. And this is just my my assumption. This is to show the magnitude of the megalodon. And it's a shot. It's a shot you see in the trailer when the little girl is just watching in the in the um in the underwater tube, and then the giant jaws just come out of nowhere, and they keep getting bigger and bigger. That I think is mm-hmm. one of the only times they really did that. Uh, that like so suspending. that's just mm-hmm. to show uh the sheer size of this thing sure, yeah. Yeah. Yep. the story itself i mean there's really not much to tell uh that would give much away it's an it's a uh, crew underwater um shark attacks the crew gets above water they like well we have to stop this shark and then that's it besides that there's a um there's a single dog in the movie that's like the smartest dog ever because oh, everyone else is dogs. like well everyone else is like Oh man, it's a what's that? Is that something? What water? we better investigate? Sharks like the dogs, like mm mm, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Way <laughs> smarter than got, that, got that dog go, Milo man. from the Mask. Yeah. <laughs> a, oh, so it's it's uh, the Meg. I'm giving it a uh, I'm giving it a thumbs up with the caveat that I'm giving it a thumbs up because it's just an enjoyable, safe movie. Dude, you know, not it's, the it's, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That was actually. I, it is, it is that rare that I'll now. give you one of those. I'll, I'll give it's even rare? even come stolen. On. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, you're not the pun guy. Johnny's the pun guy. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> 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 Punishment. Oh jeez. All right, but no, it's uh, it's the Meg. I'm giving the thumbs up, dude. It's um, it's an interesting picture. It's a good performance by. It's a great performance by Jason Statham. Uh, I was kind of hoping at some point we'd see him punch a shark in the face. He did a lot of damage to He's it, sweet. but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't yeah. specifically punch it, and that yeah. would have been awesome. Uh, besides oh, that, gotta wait for Meg Two with Vin Diesel. Oh, uh, <laughs> dude, yes, uh, Vin Diesel rides the shark. If they make it, I want royalties. Uh, I can't wait to see it now. Yes, tell me you don't want that. Tell me you don't want. It. You know it. you don't, yeah. All right, come on, man. It's, it's the Rock. Vin Diesel rides a great right while the Rock might ride a megalodon. it's it's happening it probably
4: will that's what's sad
3: it has been decreed alright this has been The Geek Down here on WMF Radio I want to thank you all for joining us for another action packed fun filled show an awesome time I want to thank Jer thanks for having me on man thank you I want to thank Black Adam Willis yes sir I want to thank Just Johnny Yo. I want to thank Tiger Bomb Tom woo (laughs) And I want to thank you, awesome listeners, for joining us. You can catch us every Monday nights right here on WMFradio.com. But also, you can watch us at twitch.tv slash TheGeekDown. See these smiling faces. Also, find us on Facebook at slash TheGeekDown. Or uh, find us on Twitter and follow us there at at TheGeekDown. Also, you can find us on SoundCloud, geek-down. Hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. If you heard anything tonight you want to chime in on, tell us how much you love Megalodons. Let Adam know. You're not alone, my friend. I can't be
4: alone. <laughs> it's
3: terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> all right. And go to geek-down.com for all the good stuff there. And all those links I mentioned are in the, are in the, uh, the About Me section. Whew. Until then, I want to thank you all for joining us, like I said. And we'll catch you all next Monday night. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, be excellent to each Me. other. Peace.
0: Before I became a patient of Temescal Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free.
1: Temescal Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts, with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief.
0: I just called the number on their website, temescal wellness specialist walked me through applying for the massachusetts medical marijuana program once i was approved i went to the center in hudson not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief our testing and production facility
1: in worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by temescal wellness from seed to display and we apply the same rigorous standards
0: to the third-party retail products we carry. Tomesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more
1: and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program. Temesco Wellness. Quality cannabis for a better quality of life.
5: Are you a band or artist in need of an hourly rehearsal space? We have what you need. Here at the Sound Museum Sound Stage in Brighton, Massachusetts, we have a backline of drums, amps, 32-channel PA, and most of the gear you will need to get your show on the road. Our stage lighting and pleasant atmosphere makes for the perfect place for any artist to get creative and you will love our competitive prices. So call Mary Lee at 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com. Come rock out with us at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts. Call 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com and book your time slot today.